Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in the first take. It is week eight already, folks. Yes, indeed. Steve Geller along with Charlie Long and Cullen Steele hanging out with you till 10 a.m. when the Bud Light countdown to kickoff will take over. The Cajun Cannon Bobby Bear will join us then. Leading up to a noon star and actually chilly Indianapolis. Colin, huh? I saw you tell me the temperatures were, what, mid-50s, low-50s? 47. 47. 47, yeah. You were telling me about that retractable roof, and I was worried because, Yeah, you know. uh, I saw uh, the voice of the Saints, Mike Haas, tweeting out this morning. He's already at the stadium, for crying out loud, uh, seeing right, that really. the roof w- will be closed on the uh, retractable roof there at Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, there was uh, some chance of precipitation, so there's not going to be no worry about that for the game. Okay. And we won't have to worry, I guess, about any of the shadows coming in from the sun on this forty mid-40s day in Indianapolis. Uh, I guess not too bad. I, that's football weather, huh, guys? I'd say so, yeah. Charlie? I This is a weird start to the show, guys, but have you ever seen Lucas Oil Stadium? Yeah. Yeah. It looks kind of like a barn. <laughs> oh, and people called it a factory right. on Twitter. I was like, you're not wrong. Yeah, it just it's a weird-looking stadium. <laughs> That's my only really contribution to like the weather <laughs> argument. It's just like I can understand why the, the roof is closed. I actually didn't even realize it was retractable. Uh, but Neither just kind of looking at it with the roof closed, it's just a strange-looking stadium. Uh, th- two, three, and four teams today going at it. Both have lost their last two games. And, man, oh, man, for the black and gold uh, there was a ton of names on their injury report this week, Charlie, and unfortunately, another one gets added yesterday. We'll go through everything here. We know that James Hurst is out with an ankle issue, and then there's a whole bunch of guys that are questionable. Uh, the good news on that, though, is that uh, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network tweeted out early this morning, too, that a trio of the stars listed, that being Taysom Hill, Tyron Matthew and Marcus May are all expected to play today uh, being questionable, but also on that questionable list, uh, JT Gray hamstring, Demario Davis knee, uh, Tyron's got a foot, Marcus May's dealing with a hamstring and illness, uh, Taysom Hill's chest issue, Alante Taylor Taylor hip, uh, Max Garcia illness, Jimmy Graham illness, Andres Pete ankle, and the one that popped up yesterday, Boom, we get hit with Michael Thomas' illness, also questionable for this matchup. Something's floating around that locker room. Yeah, it is brutal. And I know uh, Wednesday, and we'll hear from Derek Carr later in the show uh, when we hit the sound bank, you could hear he's dealing with something, the cough, 
The Voice. There was some kind of sickness definitely going around. I know Alvin Kamara to start the week was limited at practice. Thankfully, he was a full go by the end of it. I get it's like the season, right? But you would wish that this would happen during the bye week, right? (laughs) Like not during like a pivotal week eight game where you have to get your season back on track. It's uh, pretty poor timing, Steve. Yeah, you look at this right now, obviously two desperate teams. You know, we always talk about who's the more desperate team going into the matchup. Uh, but like I said, both teams have lost their last two matchups, but we only care <laughs> about our New Orleans Saints here. Uh, a brutal loss. Uh, Thursday night football, a game that, I don't know, I definitely didn't expect to see Trevor Lawrence being as mobile and as uh, non-injured. The, the knee didn't look injured to me at all, and it looked very uh, free and uh I don't know what you want to say with that outgoing. Not really. Just he looked mobile. He looked healthy. He, he didn't look like he had had a knee sprain. And man, he, he, he was getting rid of that ball quickly. Yeah, uh, and just was able to pick apart the Saints. Unfortunately, at the same time, that's the best quarterback you're going to play all year. So, Hallelujah. Yeah, I mean, you're you're done. You're over it. Of course, you picked up a loss. You'd hate that. But at the same time, on the other side of the coin, Steve, <laughs> the Colts, they suffered their worst loss of the season in heartbreaking fashion to the Browns. Their offense, okay, the Browns defense, I think is the top-rated defense in all of football right now. Like, they give up the fewest yards per game of any team. Right, everyone's talking about Miles Garrett. Too the Colts being sliced a- and diced them. And, <laughs> and that's like the Gardner Minshew roller coaster, right? Because sometimes you'll have those games where he looks awesome. He looks like one of those starting quarterbacks in the NFL, maybe even like a top 20 to 25 guy. And then other games, he just really stinks it up. So hopefully we get that other side of Gardner Minshew this week because, I mean, an excellent game by the Colts. They lose in heartbreaking fashion to backup quarterback P.J. Walker in Cleveland. Um, Yeah, I mean, you're talking about two teams coming off of really tough losses that are looking for that bounce back. Hopefully it will be the Saints. We'll definitely get some more into that Colts roster coming up. With the Scouts Notebook to with Mike Dettelier on right here on WWL coming up after the first break. When I look at the Saints squad, obviously offense still the biggest question going forward. Can they get things uh, moving in the red zone? We saw things kind of pick up the pace. You know, when the pace picked up last game, uh, they went up tempo. We saw the offense seem to get into a rhythm. Uh, obviously, they've talked about this all week, too. You can't be up tempo an entire game. But yeah. being able to incorporate it more with this offense is something they definitely have to consider, especially since Derek Carr looks so comfortable. Exactly. But that, I think that was the bite that I used from Deuce this morning, <laughs> uh, specifically with the red zone. Like, they just got to make it simple. They're, they're trying to do too much. Kiss. Keep and it simple, stupid, right? So, with what it's at right now, the Saints are at a 37.5% red zone touchdown percentage. They're getting down there. They're just not coming right. away with seven. And that's huge in some of these games that they've lost. So if you look at the Saints, this I, that's just a giant key against the Colts. A Colts offense that could put up points. And the thing with the Saints defense, so on the other side, the Saints defense needs to get off to a better start than they had the last two weeks against the Texans and the Jaguars. And those two losses, like they've played pretty solid second halves. It's been the first half that they've given up a lot of points, a lot of yardage, and just kind of gotten gashed early on. So the halftime adjustments have been good for the defense. But let's make those pregame adjustments, right? And really shut down Gardner Minshew and kind of give the offense a little bit more breathing room so that they don't have to go, you know, up-tempo for a full quarter and score 15 points to, you know, keep it a close game. Yeah, what is it? Do they need more coffee in the morning, you know, to get to get the engine revved up? I really right? don't know what it – because it, it really has been night and day in both games. You know, like, so if they get off to a faster start, then, you know, maybe the Colts get kept under 24, 20 points. And right. that's, that's a huge key for the Saints. But at the same time, that 37.5% touchdown percentage for the offense, it just needs to be so much, so much better. It's 29th in the NFL, Steve. It's, you know, one of the worst. 
But if they improve that number, some of these close games are going to start flipping to the Saints' favor because the Saints' defense is still one of the best in the NFL. They're sixth in the league, keeping teams just above 18 points per game. So when you're getting down to the red zone and scoring seven, if your defense is keeping teams under 20, more than like, more likely than not, you're going to be winning some of these games. Want to hear all you who that sound off here on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, 504-260-1870. You can join me and Charlie Long right here on First Take. Coming back after the break, checking in with Mike Dettelier, Scouts Notebook. Find out a little bit more about these Indianapolis Colts when we get back right here on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rolling along here on First Take Week 8. Getting ready for Saints at Colts kicking off high noon right here on WWL Saints Radio, WWLAMFM.com, and, of course, the free Odyssey app. Time to get into Mike D's notebook now that's brought to you by the Thibodeau Regional Health System. Mike Dettelier, WWL NFL and college football analyst here. Um, Mikey D, another one for this black and gold squads lost two in a row, but so have the Colts. Uh, you look at Indianapolis, though, man, and uh, a scary – duo i guess you could say at running back especially uh someone like jonathan taylor who really uh finally turned it on i guess you could say last game had a pretty productive outing yeah and what it, you know taylor's been a really good football player um so he was a big time recruit uh, from the new jersey area goes to wisconsin puts up huge numbers there uh he was a guy i know sean payton really liked uh, and that was a time before they had signed Alvin Kamara to the long-term contract. And I think when he came out, they gave a lot of consideration to Jonathan Taylor. He's been an outstanding player for the Colts. Um, he is uh, kind of a short, squatty runner, but he's got big-time speed. He's got another gear uh, out into open space where he can kick into – and he's made a lot of big plays. Uh, he wanted a big long-term contract. The coach would not give it to him. So all of a sudden he has some injury and he doesn't play for the first four weeks because he's on that short-term IR. But we all knew exactly what was happening here. I think they were trying to make a deal uh, where they could trade him off. Could not uh, actually sign him to a short, short-term deal. 
basically sort of the same money. A couple weeks, uh, you know, they were not really giving him the load running the football, but now they have. He's back into the groove. Him and Zach Moss um, are, are really a tough combination. Now, Zach is not the biggest guy in the world. So I knew early on, man, they gave him a lot of the rushing load, and he got beat up, and he's coming into this game sort of beaten up. But Taylor is really the straw that turns the drink for them on offense. Uh, they had hoped that they could kind of throw out this Anthony Richardson, Jonathan Taylor Moss threesome where, you know, Richardson's strength certainly as an athlete and as a runner while he develops as a passer uh, would have maybe thrown some teams off. But he got hurt. You run in this league like what he does, you're going to get beat up. And that's what happened with Richardson. And now he's lost for the year. But Taylor, he's one of the top backs in this league. And where he's made the most improvement, he was not a really secure receiver coming out of the backfield. Uh, He didn't do much of it in high school. He didn't do a lot of it at Wisconsin, but he's really worked at that. As catching the football coming out of the backfield. It's his big playability, too, not only as a runner, but as a receiver coming out of the backfield. He's a much more secure pass catcher. And so he's one of the best in the NFL. And you know the way they built, they want to run the football and they keep pounding it at you. And it doesn't matter if they down by two touchdowns, they are not going to stop running the football. That is something that uh, I think with the coach attack, they have come up with a deal that with Sariani as coaching, I think he's really a talented young head coach in year one. But he's Chase not going to give up on that running game. Yeah, no, I'm with you there, Mike. Shane Steichen, the first year head coach, that was under Nick Sirianni with Philly. And I think Dennis Allen kind of made those uh, kind of comparisons to the offense that Philly likes to run. And that's why Gardner right. Minshew has been pretty comfortable in it because he was in it last year as well. But if you're looking at, I mean, this offense specifically, you talked about their rushing attack, and it all starts up front. I think the, you and I would both agree that the strength of this unit is their offensive line, and that's led by Big Q, Quentin Nelson, the former sixth overall pick in the 2018 draft who in his entering, I think, what is it now, his sixth year, he's already been a five-time yeah. Pro Bowler, a four-time All-Pro type of guy. He is just a lockdown guy up front, uh, and he's just a stone wall that the Saints defensive line is going to have to overcome. Yeah, in my 37 years, uh, he's one of the two highest-graded offensive guards I've ever scouted coming out of college. He was that good. He wasn't good at, at Notre Dame. He was dominant, and he's been a tremendous offensive guard in the NFL. Uh, he's a tall uh, offensive guard. Now, he's 6'5". Right. He's in that 320, 325 range. Real quick for a big man. But his real strength is as a run blocker. That's where he has really excelled. And, you know, he was always a good pass protector, but now he's even better at that part of the game. He's one of the really top offensive guards uh, in pro football today, and again, he fits what they do, and that is being able to run the football. But, uh, man, he's a, he's a tough hombre up front, and you get in a battle with him, you're not winning a lot of those battles. 
but he's a tremendous run blocker and really one of the top interior pass of protectors also. So he's been a pillar of their strength on offense in that when they need yardage, they know who they're running behind, and that's Quentin Nelson. We all remember him at Notre Dame. He was really an elite player there, and he's been a fantastic NFL player as an interior offensive guard, one of the best in the business. Mike, sticking with this offense, you know, looking at the Colts' wide receiving core, I feel like Michael Pittman Jr. is a guy that folks that, you know, you if you know the NFL, you're aware of his receiving abilities. Not really a household name, though. But, man, oh, man, you look at the rookie receiver, Josh Downs, really been impressed with him his uh, year one. I didn't know how he would uh, size up in the NFL because he isn't that big of a guy. Yeah, um, and, you know, Charlie and I, we did these features leading up to the draft. He was one of the guys we spoke a lot about where he would really excel as a slot receiver. Now, he's not real big, as you pointed out. He's not even 5'9". He's a five foot eight and a half, five foot eight and three quarters guy. Super quick, uh, gets into and out of his cuts and his breaks real cleanly, catches the ball well. Occasionally, he'll have a, a drop that you say, man, what happened? there and it's mostly on a real easy catch uh so his concentration at times will vary but he is a really good route runner uh most of the time catches the ball cleanly out front with his hands but it's his quickness and it's his ability that once he's got the ball in his hands that five or six yard play may turn into a 16 18 yard play so you better grab him and fast once he makes that catch he put up huge numbers at North Carolina, was also a tremendous high school receiver, has a track background, so you know he's got a gear that he can kick into out into the open space. I think he's a tremendous slot receiver. The question mark will be with Josh, can he stay healthy? Because he isn't a big guy, and he's fearless. For a guy who's that small, he will go over the middle and make a tough catch. And so, man, he, I got a lot of respect for Josh Downs. Uh, he sort of fell almost exactly where I had him ranked. And sometimes there's some variances there depending on team needs and all. But where he got selected, where they ready was like two or three away. So he was one of them that he was in the area code. I think he's going to end up being a really good player in this offense. He had really bonded well with Anthony Richardson. Uh, both being rookies and had worked out together a lot. Now he's getting on that same page with Gorna Minshew. But, man, I'm a big fan of Josh Downs. He's not a big guy, but he gets open, and he runs routes like a veteran. You can't say that about a lot of rookies in this league. So, Mike, going back to the line play, I mean, we just talked about a big interior offensive lineman with Quentin Nelson, but they have a giant one on the defensive line, too. And that's DeForest Buckner, a guy that started his career with the 49ers. He got traded to the Colts in 2020. The Colts immediately, as soon as they traded their first-round pick for him, extended him, and then he gave him a first-team All-Pro year in 2020. He's been a two-time All-Pro, a two-time Pro Bowler as well, once with the Colts. So, just what are your thoughts on DeForest Buckner, a 6'7 defensive tackle that can just really wreak havoc on the interior? Well, you can't miss him coming off the team bus. <laughs> Man, he's, he's a right. big dude. Um and he's uh, such a good athlete uh, for his size. He's got this huge wingspan, from 
big, big hands, uh, over an 11-and-a-half-inch hand. So, man, he put that on you. You feeling it. He was the Gatorade Player of the Year in Hawaii. That's where he went. He grew up in. As a basketball player, he was a really good football player, but he excelled also in basketball. Gatorade Player of the Year there in Hawaii. When he goes to Oregon, he played defensive end. And, you know, there's not a lot of six foot seven and a half inch defensive ends out there. There's not a lot of six foot seven and a half inch defensive tackles. So he played defensive end in college. And early on with the 49ers, he played defensive end. And then they kicked him inside the defensive tackle. They could never come up with a financial deal. But at six, seven and a half, man, you give up a lot of body. So he came up with this, and he's worked with different coaches to perfect it. Almost this crab technique, where when watch him in his stance, he kind of sits so low, almost like a crab, if it takes off running on a surface. That's what Buckner does. He doesn't want to give you that big body that you can get under his pads and move him around. He's a unique athlete as a defensive tackle. There are not a lot of human beings that can do what he can do at that size because, again, I've always felt that was a disadvantage for an interior player to be that tall. Because you come off that snap regular, man, they're going to get under your pads and move you around. He figured it out, and he's worked with a number of different people in the off seasons. Pete Jenkins is one of them, of working on this crap technique where you get real low and you don't give up that body. But he is a really good interior pass rusher, pressure guy. On the chase down is what really stands out with him. Because for a big man, how quick he can run. He's got some speed with the wheels start turning. So he's the guy you better put a hat on a hat on. And he brings it each and every Sunday. He's a guy that gives you a lot of effort. But what's unique with him is his pass rush skills and his ability to put pressure from the middle. And he gets his hands up. He blocks a lot of passes. So um, that's something Derek Carr has to be cognizant of, that even though he doesn't get in there to make a play, he throws those long arms up and he'll knock away a pass. He was well worth that first-round pick. The 49ers wanted to keep him. They just never could come up with a financial deal. It was either him or Armstead, and they had to make a choice. But because of the financial deal, they couldn't make it with him. He gets traded to the coach, and it's been really one of their best pickups in the last 20 years, uh, personnel-wise. DeForest Buckner, he could start for any team in the NFL. That's how good he is, and he's so athletic for a big guy. Mikey, talking about this uh, Colts pass rush, obviously another guy that uh, comes to mind right away, uh, Pay, first-round pick in 2021, uh, entering year three now out of Michigan. Uh, what have you seen from him, a guy that's definitely been disruptive up front for Indianapolis? Hey, he's uh, three years in the league, and he's still 24 years old. <laughs> Man, so he still has some growth there. Um, his family grew, and all grew up in Ghana comes here to the States. He was actually a running back in high school. 
So he goes to Michigan. It was like, oh, your running back days are over with. Uh, You're going to rush the quarterback. And so he has developed a real nice set of moves, counter moves, to play defensive end. He, when he first got into this league, he was nothing more than a speed guy. Uh, and, and he could win some battles, but you're not going to win them all the time that way. But he has really developed this move, counter move, to beat an offensive tackle. His speed and his quickness certainly jumps out at you. A lot of times it doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but he's a pressure guy. He'll come in off that edge, and sometimes he doesn't get there quite in time, which tells me, similar to Daniel Hunter, he's got to work on developing a stronger lower body because I think that fuels the upper body if you're real strong in the lower body. And he's, he's tried, but really where I've seen the improvement with him since his days at Michigan is his ability to counter-move, counter-move, and use his arms and hands better to beat his guy off the snap. They get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. They, they are one of the teams with a high pressure sack rate. Now, they got to do it because their secondary is El Succo. I mean, it's not very good at all. So they've got to depend on getting pressure and pressure early on a quarterback to affect him throwing the football. If not, you got issues there. And that has been the problem with the Colts, where I think they're really good up front, but their secondary, man, <clears throat> they've been eaten alive by some of the uh, even average passing teams in this league. They give up a ton of yardage uh, against the pass. So those two guys we talked about, and DeForest Buckner and uh, Quiddy Pay. You got you to gotta be able to block and give your quarterback an opportunity to make a throw downfield because they're secondary, especially at corner. They have not gotten good play from there. But if you just look at the numbers, where they've won is pressure sacks. Yeah, Mike, to your point, they have 20 sacks this season, which ranks ninth in the NFL. But at the same time, they're, as you said, they're also giving up a ton of points as well on top of the yardage that they're giving up at 27.3 points per game. Uh, which ranks 30th in the entire NFL. So I, I just kind of looking at this matchup at a glance, Mike, it seems like, as you're saying, the offensive line has to give Carr time to get stay in the pocket and throw the ball down the field. But at the same time, the Colts' offense has is really excelled at chunk plays as well. So it seems like a big key to this game is who's going to have those more chunk plays uh, to move the fo- ball down the field. Yeah, and a lot of that early on, uh, they got from Richardson. He <laughs> He made a, a lot of chunk plays early in the season before he got hurt. Now, Garner Minshew is not going to give you that as a runner most of the time. Every once in a while, he'll take off running with the football. But, you know, they've they've relied on this running attack, and they've hit on some big plays with Zach Moss, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Downs at receiver. Uh, Pittman is their normally move-the-chains guy. Uh, because he's got great size and he's a matchup uh, nightmare downfield. But if you watch the Eagles over the last few years, their offense is tailored the exact same way as Philly. They try to hit big plays on you. And they feel as though these 13, uh, 12, 13 play drives, that's not going to cut it in the NFL. 
they've got to be able to hit on big plays, and I think that that's what you're going to try to get today. Now, again, with Garner Minshew, and we've talked about it all week, he has this, you are who you are, and it's that's not going to change a lot. He'll have a great game and then a lousy game, a great game, a bad game. And we've seen this throughout his career, uh, if it's been in Jacksonville, when he got a chance to play in Philly, and you've got a chance to play with the Colts, where he'll hit some real highs and then really hit some real lows. thing about it is they're the only team in the NFL offensively to score 20 points or more in every game this year. Yeah, That's, that's telling that they're the only team in the NFL to have scored 20 points or more in every game this year. So they're putting up points on the board. Again, you see the weaknesses with them. Now you've got a bit of a roller coaster quarterback in Garner Minshew and a secondary that is shaky at best. Mike, looking at this game, how we should we be feeling, you think, about this? Uh, uh, every week with this team, I, I feel like it's, you know, flip a coin kind of deal. Vegas and, agrees. <laughs> right. Vegas <laughs> definitely agrees with it, too. Uh, but, man, I, I hate to say, you know, this is must win, but with three games until a bye week and being under 500 right now, feels like, man, oh, man, they got to come home from Indy with the W here. Yeah, no question about it. And I give them a lot of credit. They played one of the best defenses in pro football last week. They put up 38 points yeah. Man, against Cleveland. Right Now, they had difficulties blocking Miles Garrett, but everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, everyone does, does right. Uh, man, Miles Garrett was unbelievable <laughs> last week. He was like a one-man wrecking crew, and I think they got palmed at the end. That was a bad non-call. Uh, that was a bad, bad not call right. that they should have gotten the advantage of. But, man, I give them credit. They went all out and really played Cleveland off their feet and ended up losing. But I think with young teams, you see this a lot, where they sort of a a little bit of the reflection of the quarterback. Play a good game. Inconsistent. Not some well of a good game. And so I think that 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 element is there. And even talking to Rick Venturi this week, you know, Rick brought it up to me about – Man, I have no idea what you're going to get out of this team. You see their weaknesses. You see their strengths. But they're so erratic. And you know what? We can say the same thing about the Saints. Do I agree with you, Steve? Saints need to come out of Indy with a W in their hands. You're going up against Garner Minshew in a secondary that's not very good. Come on, you got to put up a W here. Well, hopefully we can see Derek Carr light it up. We'll be talking to you more, Mike, on the Bud Light Countdown, the kickoff coming up at 10 o'clock. All right, thank you, guys. Y'all take care. Thanks, Mike. Mike D's Notebook brought to you by the Thibodeau Regional Health System. Man, oh, man, it's time for that Oakland Hard Jewelers Rolex time check. Three hours, 17 minutes till noon kickoff in Indianapolis. Roof is closed for a little bit of precipitation. Also a bit chilly out there, mid-40 degrees in Indianapolis. That won't affect Saints Colts coming up high noon right here on WWL. We'll be back with more right after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Want to thank the good folks at Magazine Pizza for feeding our in-studio Saints game day crew. Magazine Pizza, 1068 Magazine Street. Dine-in or delivery, the best gourmet pizza selection in town. Magazine Pizza, folks, also has pastas, sandwiches, wings, and salads. Just go to magazinepizza.com to check it out. Charlie, heading into this Week 8 matchup, black and gold at Indianapolis. And it's kind of odd. We're already at the point now of the Saints schedule final AFC opponent getting out the way after this game in Indianapolis today. Boom, NFC the rest of the way. Well, this is the conclusion of a three-game tour of the AFC South. I mean, you open the season against the Titans in week one, but then the last three weeks, including this one, have all been against the AFC South teams with the Jaguars, the Texans, and now the Colts. If you're looking at the Colts schedule, and I think Mike was kind of hinting at this, Mickey Loomis had said earlier in the week during the Saints hour that this is a Colts team that's like a lot of teams in the NFL with their three and four record. They can beat anyone and they can lose to anyone. And they're kind of their schedule kind of reflects that in a sense, because two of their four losses have come to the Jaguars and they've just gotten torched by Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville both times, giving up 31 points in week one and then 37 points in week, I think, five uh, or actually six. So looking at their schedule, also they got torched by P.J. Walker and the Browns offense. They gave up 39 points in that game. But in their wins, it seems like they're keeping these teams 20 points or under. Right. Wait, you like, you that, said that to go back with the Browns, it's like, wait a minute, P.J. Walker wasn't even Deshaun Watson. To Mike's point, and this is something that Dennis Allen echoed as well, the Colts are one of the, I think, maybe the only team that has scored 20 points or more in every single game this year. That's why. So in every single win that they have, they beat the Texans. They held them to 20 points. They beat the Ravens. So once again, a team that can lose to anyone but beat anyone. The Baltimore Ravens, we think of as one of the AFC powerhouses, one Super Bowl contender. Uh, they held them to 19 points in an overtime win. And then they beat the Titans. That was their third win. And they held them to 16 points. So, I mean, you got to break that 20-point threshold with the Saints offense today. Yeah, what's wild, you, you look at it, two of their three wins coming on the road, beating the Texans and Ravens. Uh on the road and then home win against the Tennessee Titans. That sounds kind of familiar. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I mean, they haven't really played well at home, specifically defensively as well. So yeah, that's that seems to be a trend. So hopefully, you know, the fact that it's in Indianapolis, that trend can continue and the Saints offense can kind of get rolling, break that 20-point threshold because that seems to be the Colts' MO is that when they hold these opponents under 20 points, they pick up wins. You mentioned, obviously, the slow starts for the defense the last couple of weeks. It's definitely unacceptable for – 
a team that leans obviously on their defense to carry yeah. them. Uh, the the you know Demario Davis, Cam Jordan, and the rest of the leaders on that crew they have to come out and definitely set the tone here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're going against Gardner Minshew, a quarterback that you faced in Philly last year with an Eagles roster that went to the Super Bowl, and you kind of dominated them defensively. Uh, that's why you won that game is that the Saints defense was so good in Philadelphia. It's a return on Marshawn Lattimore and he had a pick six in that game. See if Marshawn can get another pick six against uh, Gardner tonight too. Yeah, that would be fantastic, obviously. And yeah, I always remember being, you know, at the game in Philly and just being surprised on how much the Saints defensive line was able to affect Philadelphia's offensive line, which had gotten so, so much praise. And I know they were, the Philly was dealing with injuries, but we can say that about every team every every week, it seems kind like. Kind of similar situation here because if you look at the Colts, you think of the strength of their team is their offensive line. Right. At the same time, they're also dealing with injuries. Braden Smith, they're starting right tackles, I think, out for this game. Uh, if I got to double check the injury report, but yeah, I mean they're kind of nicked up on the offensive line too. But that's their strength. So you got you got to see the Saints' defensive line get off to a good start in this game. Just the Saints' defense in general needs a good start. But specifically on the defensive front, you can't let Jonathan Taylor run all over you because that just sets the tone early on. Yeah, you're totally right about Braden Smith is out for the Colts. Also corner starting tackle uh, Juju Brents and tight end Kylan Granson is out for Indianapolis. Questionable is defensive tackle Eric Johnson, running back Zach Moss, and then Tony Brown corner. I saw with Zach Moss, it's going to be one of those game-time decisions, obviously, come out in the pregame warm-ups and see how he ends up responding. Yeah, we'll probably find that out in a couple hours. But once again, Jonathan Taylor, the scholar (laughs) serves the drink. He's kind of gotten eased back into it. He missed the first four games of the season with he was on the PUP list and there was all that talk about a contract extension and he was one of the big stories in the offseason. He finally gets that contract extension from the Colts and then the last couple of games it was like six carries and then eight carries and then against the Browns he just exploded for 18 carries. Yeah. So I'm kind of expecting a similar workload for him today somewhere around that 18 to 20 range and I, if they're going to win this game and that's what they want getting Jonathan Taylor close to 20 carries in this game, and that would have him rolling. That was definitely not great to see him, like, hit his mojo, his gear, you know, finally last week. Of course, right before getting to play New Orleans. Exactly. But but that's just kind of what I'm expecting to see from them offensively is, you know, now that Jonathan Taylor's kind of eased back into things and he's got his football legs back under him, that's what I would kind of expect is for them to give them to him early and often. Uh, potentially upwards of 20 carries one person who is back for the saints this week too it'll be interesting to see how he is incorporated into this offense Jawan johnson the tight end yeah absolutely. Uh, we have been you know singing his praises all training camp on how much he looked to be developing and then obviously the regular calf season injury. comes around yeah calf injury and we haven't really gotten to see it so hopefully uh his you know addition back into this offense helps provide some kind of spark because we need anything Mike kind of said it like this Colts defense gives up a lot of chunk plays right and so if you're going to start Jawan's capable of that exactly if you're going to start working the middle of the field Jawan Johnson's your guy like Derek Carr can find him early and often just like I was talking about Jonathan Taylor getting found early and often and get him the ball uh, get those 10-plus chunk plays and, and really move the ball down the field. How are you pregame in for Week 8? Who dads? Give us a call on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, 504-260-1870. Be back with more First Take right after this here on WWL. One and now the first hour of First Take. We got a two-lane win yesterday, also a Pelicans win yeah, last night that? in the Smoothie King Center. Will the Saints complete the trifecta this weekend? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's like... Uh, how are you feeling about that? It's like uh, I feel like Vegas does. It's been a pendulum swing with this game. Like uh, the line was 
Colts minus one, and then it was even, and now it's Saints minus one. It's just swinging back and forth and back and forth. No one knows what to think of this game. Like, we can talk about the players on each side. We can give our predictions and stuff like that, but – I mean, definitely yeah. want to see the trend of Gardner Minshew losing to the squad continue. Oh, and two so far in his career the roller coaster ride because he had a great game right, last week exactly. against the Browns in a loss, which <laughs> is not what the Colts want to hear. And now he's coming to face the, the Saints and the team that has dominated him so far. Yeah. Two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, uh, quite the production from uh, Minshew Mania. How about that? Yeah, I like that. We'll be back with more first take right after this break right here on WWL Saints Radio. Stay tuned. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 